0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brick by Brick. This is a podcast that focuses on the intersection between faith, leadership, and psychology. I'm Dr. Terrence Booker, and I'm going to be your host. Super excited to share with you today. So everyone, get comfortable, relax, grab you a notebook. Let's get ready to learn and grow. Hello, and welcome back. This week, I want to spend some time talking about relationships and the impacts they have on physical and mental well-being. The Mental Health Foundation defines relationships as the way in which two or more people are connected or the state of being connected. Relationships include the intimate relationships we have with our respective partners, those we form with our parents, siblings, and grandparents, and those we form socially with our friends, work colleagues, teachers, healthcare professionals, and community. As humans, most of us are born into a small community of people we call our family. And here's where we're socialized. We learn cultural context, in and out group dynamics. We also learn how to perceive the world, the perception of the people and the environment around us. Many of us also experience trauma, moral failures, challenges with boundaries and even loss that shape how we show up and maintain our current relationships. As I process through the definitions myself and think about how we're socialized, I'm realizing more and more that relationships are essential to our lives. And we often forget how the connections we have or don't have impact our physical and mental health and well being. The truth of the matter is that during this pandemic, many of us have faced loneliness and isolation, which has led to increased rates of depression and also feelings of hopelessness, many of which were also happening before the pandemic. But being quarantined and intentionally having to distance ourselves has magnified these things, and it's also been harder to escape with outside distractions as it usually would be. Connecting with other people serves as a foundation for several things, including self-disclosure, bonding, attachment, closeness, intimacy, and love. But not all relationships are created equal we have to visit the conversation about the quantity of your relationships versus the quality of relationships as well. When it comes to relationship, what matters more? Is it quality or quantity? The more obvious choice is quality, especially if you take a look at your contacts on social media, how many of those possible hundreds or thousands of people do you actually know or you're actually close to? In the words of motivational speaker Jim Rohn, You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. The people you spend the most time with, they shape who you are. They determine what conversations dominate your attention. They affect your attitudes and behaviors that you're regularly exposed to. Eventually, you start to actually think and behave just like these individuals. Not to go too deep here, but also thinking about the attributes of introversion versus extroversion. This is essentially how people relate to themselves and the world around them. I believe the quality and quantity of your relationships is defined or impacted by these traits and what your relationships look like. So quality may be favored over quantity for introverts, where extroverts may feel that the quantity of their relationships is more important. But perhaps it's not a battle of quantity versus quality, but more so those quantity moments that you're having, you want to make sure that they're quality ones as well. Ensuring that your relationships, the one you deem important, will be richer healthier, and stronger. But many can also argue that quantity matters just as much. In relationships overall, a few things we want to watch out for are toxic relationships and a lack of boundaries. Very Well actually has a good article, and I'll post the link here. A toxic relationship is one that makes you feel unsupported, misunderstood, demeaned, or attacked. On a basic level, any relationship that makes you feel worse rather than better can become toxic over time. I wanted to share with you a few signs or signals of a toxic relationship. You give more than you're getting, which makes you feel devalued and depleted. You feel consistently disrespected or that your needs aren't being met. You feel a toll on your self-esteem over time. You feel unsupported, misunderstood, demeaned, or attacked. You feel depressed, angry, or tired after speaking or being with other people or other person. You feel like you have to walk on eggshells around this person to keep from being a target of their venom. When determining if a relationship is creating toxicity or not, it's important to understand which behaviors are being displayed on a frequent basis and how that's impacting you in the relationship. Again, I'll post that link in the show notes so you can review that. There's a few extra tips on that that I think you'll you'll find valuable. One of my favorite books on boundaries is by Dr. Henry Cloud. It's called Boundaries, When to Say Yes, How to Say No to Take Control of Your Life. Dr. Cloud is actually a psychologist who's actually also a Christian. And this book is a combination of modern psychology and Christian ideals on how to improve your mental health and personal growth by establishing guidelines for self-care. that includes saying no more and also standing firm to your decisions rather than letting people walk all over you. When I think about boundaries specifically, I always ask myself the question. If I'm looking at my commitments or the people I'm spending time with, I say, if I'm saying yes to this, what am I saying no to or who am I saying no to? We're responsible for actually setting and maintaining our boundaries, and when we fail to do so, it's our fault. We can't blame the other people. We have to establish and maintain those boundaries to keep ourselves safe. So just looking at relationships overall, I just want to end with a quick call to action for you all. I want you to think about your relationships and where are they healthy or where could they be improved? I want to give you a few key steps or insights that can help you build and maintain those positive relationships so you can get those benefits of good health and well-being. Number one, give time. Put more time aside to connect with your family and friends really engaging in those relationships, getting to be enriched and fulfilled and building memories and moments together. Number two, be present. It can be so tempting to check your phone, look at your Facebook, Instagram, or just emails from work when you're with the family and friends. What I encourage you to do is try to be present in the moment. Be there with your loved ones, switch out of work mode and actually get into family or friends mode when possible. Number three, Listen. Actively listen to what others are saying in that non judgmental way and concentrate on their needs in that moment. Number four, be listened to. Share how you are feeling. Be honest. Allow yourself to be listened to and supported. Many of us may get into that helper mode or counselor mode where we're helping our friends and family and people around us, but we also need those friends where they don't just call when they need help with something or to process through things for them. They also pause and ask, how are you? And they listen to what you're saying and you're able to share and offload as well. And last but not least, recognize unhealthy relationship. Being around positive people can make you happier. However, being Around negative people can impact your well-being, be harmful to you and the relationships around you. So if you're not leaving happy, engaged and motivated, but less defeated, depressed and demeaned, recognize this and actually getting the help to move forward and find solutions for those issues to build better boundaries and have an overall better life for yourself. This has been Brick by Brick a podcast at the intersection of faith, leadership, and psychology. Thank you so much for your time and your attention. We'd love to hear from you. Please send us in your voice messages. Want to know what's really resonating with you as you're processing through the content. If you like, please do like and subscribe. Also, think of a few people that you would like to share with so they can gain this value as well. I look forward to continuing to learn and grow together. Till next time, see you again soon.